Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com and on YouTube as well. Be sure to check out our channel there. Uh, we can also be reached on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And please send us some emails, lockedonrays at gmail.com. We have a slew of them that we plan to get to later on this week. So if we haven't responded yet or mentioned those, we do plan to do that later on in the week. Uh, Okay. So the Tampa Bay Rays defeat the Toronto Blue Jays by a score of six to four last night. Uh, Probably a little bit too close for comfort towards the end of the game and towards uh, the use of the bullpen for the Rays. But a win is a win is a win and quite, quite a debut from somebody named Shane Boz. That was so great to see. That was so great to see. Uh, it, it, it was as perfect a debut as, as you mm-hmm. can get. Uh, I understand, you know, if you look at the line, oh, you see the two runs earned. First of all, solo home runs, I'll take any day of the week in 2021. Uh, that, that's just the, the way the game is, is played right now. The first home run, Teoscar Hernandez, that was Wander Franco meets Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, a pitch that should not have gotten out of the park, and it did. That was more of a tip your cap to Teoscar. He, he actually did something really, really cool uh, than a mistake by Shane Boss. The second one, yeah, that was probably a mistake slider. Um, too much too much of, of the plate. But overall, he looked confident. Mm-hmm. He he looked at ease. The, the mechanics were there. And one thing I did like is that when those two home runs uh, happened, he didn't let that get to him. Mm-hmm. You didn't see any frustration. The body language remained the same. He was calm, cool, collected. That's such a mature way of dealing with adversity in your MLB debut. And the team got behind him against the Cy Young contender. Uh, and, and they said, you know what, 2-0, we're not going to – this is not a we, – we can't let the, the rookie get the L. And, and, and they, they backed them up. They certainly did. And with Shane Boz, let's keep into perspective. No walks, no three ball counts. That's right. Even he attacked the hitters. He's not Ryan Yarbrough where he has to nibble. His stuff is good enough. The fastball yeah. is good enough. The slider is good enough. The changeup is good enough. And what I really liked from what I saw, of course, we've mentioned the delivery and the clean motion and the mechanics and everything tied into that. But correct me if I'm wrong, but every pitch of his it didn't look like he had a different delivery from the changeup to the fastball to the slider. So being able to tunnel yeah. the, those pitches, he didn't slow down on the changeup. He nope. didn't speed up on the fastball, which is why he befuddled hitters. To put it, I think this is a fair statement. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ulysses, but he outpitched a Cy Young candidate last night. I, I Yeah, I'm 100% in agreement there. Uh, you know, I feel like when you put both of what uh, of the outputs – I'll take mm-hmm. Shane Boz uh, over what Robbie Ray. I mean, he couldn't get through the fifth, couldn't he? No. Uh, Robbie Ray. Thank so, you, Yandi. So thank you, Yandi, the most underrated baseball yes. player that the Rays have right now. Yandi Diaz is the most underrated player. You can still see some people in anti-social media like, oh, Yandi doesn't hit enough bombs. Oh, yeah, why does he have the 
He is the most underrated race player in the lineup any day. Any day he's yeah. in the lineup, he's the most underrated player. This might have to be a conversation for another day, another time in the offseason. But as of today, and I know this might be a little bit of recency bias, but if it came down to keeping one player, I would probably lean towards keeping him over Joey Wendell next season. Definitely prefer to keep him over G-Man Choi. If we're talking about veterans, I'd probably rather keep Yandi over Kevin Kiermeyer, even with the glut in the outfield. If you look at what he provides to the lineup, yeah, the power isn't there for his build all the time, but that's not his game. We talk so yeah. much about this team strikes out too much, and it's deservedly so. The one guy that has, I mean, maybe Manny Margot as well, and I guess at some point you could add Wander Franco to the list, but as far as understanding the strike zone, plate discipline, picking his spots, yeah. and just being a professional hitter, let's remember he has a 13% walk rate which is the best on the team. He has a 16% strikeout rate, which is the second best on the team behind just Manny Margot. Basically, he's walking as much as he strikes out for all intents and purposes. He has, the best, he has the best whiff percentage on the team, and he leads, not surprisingly, he leads all raise hitters this year in on-base percentage. Those are those are numbers we should be looking at besides just, oh, he doesn't hit 30 bombs every year. Right. No, no. And, and, and you have to have that uh, that change of pace in the lineup. You have to have the guy that gets on base, that doesn't strike out, that won't kill a rally. Um, and I think there were quite a few of those guys that killed rallies last year, especially in October. Yeah. We talked about that in, in the postmortem and the autopsy of what was a 2020 world series in, in the postseason. Um, I don't think that's the same lineup. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like this lineup is completely different. I know that there are the same kind of faces, but a lot of the faces have had, um, you know, uh, comebacks i mean yeah. hello austin meadows so uh, i do believe that yandi does provide a lot that this you know fan base might not recognize sometimes so here is the yandi plug uh for them but again going back shane boss yes he did outdo robbie ray let's go back to the end of oh, that game. oh gosh you, you want to go to the negatives real quick just real quick all right uh you know if you were to have stretched shane boss for just one more inning and mm -hmm. hear me out just one more inning. Call him a Q for two. He takes the seventh and the eighth. And now you have the ninth for JT or JP or, you know, JL and JS and, you know. Initial. Some JS, initial reliever. You know. Um, yeah. You, you have a, a little bit more wiggle room. I think you're tying your, your hands more than you need to when you take out a guy with more bullets to get. Yeah. You're really – I mean – <laughs> September 20th. Well, September 21st, when we were recording this, like there has to, when are you going to let these guys go for, for more than five? I, and, yeah. and, and I, and you can't tell me, well, it's, you know, the three times through the order. Drew Rasmussen <laughs> has never faced the lineup three times through the order because you don't have that data. So don't make that data up. And you're like, Oh, well other pitchers, the majority of pitchers. Yeah. But this guy, could be the outlier and Shane Boss could be the outlier. I get it. Young arms. You want to preserve it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But my question is not about September 20th or the 21st. My question is in October. Yeah. You can't do that in October. You have to be perfect. You have to be perfect. If you just go to that, down to that well in that bullpen, one, it only takes one guy to have a bad day and then you lose the game. 
So that's my question. If you if that if this game would have been ALDS game two, ALDS game three, is it managed the same way? That's, I, my, that's my concern. That's a good point. I would think, and we all know about the Blake Snell snafu or maneuver last year, but I would say no, just based on the current roster. If Nick Anderson isn't the Nick Anderson of yesteryear, Andrew Kittredge is on the IL. Who do you trust? Who do you really trust in that bullpen right now besides Colin McHugh and maybe perhaps JT Chagall, but he's not, he's never in Seattle. He wasn't the closer. That was Kendall Graveman. Yeah. And quite frankly, uh, yeah, credit to Dietrich, uh, Dietrich ends for getting the save, but it was the umpire. That was the real MVP I in mean, the game for bailing, uh, bailing ends out with a strike call or two on Bravik Valera, which, uh, if and that happened to a Rays hitter, too. yeah, it yeah. happened too. I mean, so that a whole inning, if if that had happened to the Rays, very good point, Kevin. If that had happened to the Rays, we would be very upset, mm-hmm. and we would definitely have talked about it. So you have to talk about it when it helps you. Thank you, Ump. Yes, it, he really did give that. Uh, you know, a couple of strikes that you know should not have been called strikes, but we'll take it. You know, yeah. Finally, the Rays get one. You know, over over another team with with the with the strike zone call, but. That's my concern. Again, my concern is not why are you doing this in September 20th, uh, the regular season. Fine. Deal deal with the five and dive yeah. right now. My concern is will you manage the game like this in October? Because I don't think that is sustainable. Right. And I will give the Rays a little bit of an out, it being Shane Boz in his first start against the Toronto Blue Jays. But if he has a couple starts under his belt – if he pitches like this, his next couple of starts leading into the playoffs and you're at, you know, 55, 60 pitches yeah. and you haven't gotten to a three ball count and you really just had one mistake as BA pointed out yeah. yesterday, one mistake, the Oscar Hernandez, that's, that's a, a good hitter yeah. doing good things. Okay. You, you left one slider to, to Lourdes Gurriel and, and he did damage. But uh, again, I think it all speaks for itself. So, and we don't have time to like, dive deep into this but yes or no question okay heading into hopefully assuming the alds okay is shane boz the number three starter for the Rays to start the playoffs good question um man he would be hijacking walk up patino and yarbs Oh, he could take yards out of the equation. Well, yeah. Well, but but again, that's the thing. If how are they going to do go about this? Are they going to say, you know what, I'd I'd rather go stuff and then go Shane Boss, or will they go, you know what, I'd rather have the experience, the expertise. Let's go yards. We trust them. I don't know how they're Openers. going to manage it. If it's me, Kevin, if mm-hmm. it's me, hell yes, he's game three starter. Yeah, Ras McClanahan and Boss. I mean, that is a clear cut. I'm not going to be making those decisions, but if it were me, that's how I would set it up. And again, I'm not faulting the front office slash yeah. cash and, and the coaches for how they managed yesterday's game. Not at all. Go get your W however you need to right now, saving bullets. My question is if we, if we play the, that game in the ALDS in game two or game three, is Shane boss still going to be taken out? with 59 pitches or whatever. How many pitches did he have yesterday? Uh, I mean, I don't even think he... he it was 65. like about 30. It was about three dozen fewer than Robbie Ray. Yeah, so. So, exactly. So not even 65 pitches. He can still, you know, he's befuddling the hottest lineup 
in baseball yes. right now. If that's ALDS game three, I don't think you should manage it like you did yesterday. I know you got the W, but I, right. you got the W too. Bases loaded, Kevin. Two outs. Mm. And, and, and the ump, if that wasn't that ump, if it's Joe West, do you get the W? I don't know. Whatever gives Joe West the most attention. So maybe he would have called a ball there <laughs> or a go. strike. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, so man, there's a lot to unpack with all oh, this yeah. going forward. And I know that the Rays as a whole try to be an unselfish clubhouse. We're a team, all that. But you do wonder a little bit a couple weeks before the end of the season and going into the playoffs you might be tapering back Michael Walker's role, Luis Patino's role, Ryan Yarbrough, pushing them aside or putting them in lesser roles and utilizing Shane Boz. And you wonder how they're going to hopefully, honestly, hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, thank you Walker for providing innings. Thank you Yarps for what you've done. Uh, Patino might have a little bit more growth to do. Shane Boz looks different. Shane Boz looks He's ready. a dude. Yeah. I'll, uh, if it were up to me, game three yeah. starter for sure. Sorry, Pirates fans. Uh, Bet online. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to throw it in there. It's okay. I had to. Uh, Bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contest. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over to the website. Or use your mobile device today and sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Again, promo code NFL100. Bet online. It is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Ulysses, so the Rays, of course, in activating Shane Boz to start yesterday's uh, game, uh, the Rays had to shift Chris Archer to the 60-day IL, which effectively ends his season and maybe his tenure with the Rays going forward. And it was actually one of our OG dedicated listeners, Ty McCann, that reached out after this news broke and after it was revealed that Chris Archer is no more with the Rays effectively. He says, we make a lot of jokes about Pat Burrell and Yoshi Sutsugo being the worst free agent signings. Archer is now on that list after being placed on the 60 day IL. Simply put, he didn't play and was one of the top paid players, which stinks for him. Maybe he comes back on a cheaper deal next year. So with that comment from Ty McCann, we figured, why not put out a poll question? Boy, did you anger some feathers yeah. with your tweet today? Yep, I will take credit for that tweet. That wasn't uh, that wasn't a Ulysses tweet. That Ooh. was a Kevin tweet. Thank so you. I put it out there with his season now officially over. Will Chris Archer go down as the single worst free agent signing in Rays history? Uh, just 21% say yes, and a resounding basically 79-80% say no. That is with 110 votes. Ulysses, your take on this entire situation. Well, now I have it at 129 votes. Oh, okay. Still at 21% yes, no 79%. 
I, of course, have to agree with 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 the no. I don't think this is the single worst free agent signing um, that the race have ever had. I think that um, Yoshi and Pat Burrell, like Ty said, uh, could obviously take the cake. Um, especially the, the, the animosity that apparently Pat Burrell had with yeah. the fans in the stadium and, and, and his teammates, uh, it, it just, it wasn't a great, you know, stay. So I think he'll, he'll always be the guy that you, you circle in for that. Um, but it definitely is a bust. And mm-hmm. I, I, and I know that, you know, some comments <laughs> were saying it's only six and a half mil. This is why this, this sometimes I get uh, this is sometimes why I get so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Context matters. You can't just say it was only six million dollars uh, when he's the third highest paid player of the like. Then, yes, you it, it, it's not six. It's not only six million. If it's the Yankees, sure. But when you're talking about the race and that's the third highest paid player. And he produces 19 and a third innings pitched of okay baseball. I mean, I haven't even looked at his war, but I mean, 19 and a third. I mean, that mm-hmm. really doesn't give you a lot of sample size. But was everybody, was anybody like, oh man, he was hot in those 19 and a third innings? No, he was okay. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. But not for six and a half million, not to be the, the third highest paid player. So, yeah, I do think it, 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 it was not the, the greatest of signings. It's not going to go down as the worst ever. But people that are, you know, uh, you know, giving you a lot of heat there on, on, on the comment section, um, you know, context matters. Six, yeah. it, it's not just six mil. It's the third highest paid player. Do you think it's in the conversation for top five, one of the worst deals, maybe not in Devil Rays era, but in the Rays era since 2008, since the new ownership group took over or since the Rays have effectively been good. Yeah. Yeah. Since 08, uh, you, you can, you can look at, you know, obviously Pat Burrell is going to be there. Joshi Sitsugo has definitely uh, cracked that top five. Um, yeah, I think it would. And, and I guess it, it just depends on if you believe that injuries can make you a bust. He, see, so that, that's hmm. the part. There are people that think injuries are completely out of the question. So that does not make it a, a, a bad free agent signing. And there are those that believe that it does. Yeah. And I think that we both feel that injuries, although um, it's a shame. Uh, that still gives you a bust category yeah. Be- because you know, uh, 19 and a third innings for the third <laughs> highest paid player, Kevin, for uh, God's sakes. No, and no, and- that is a bad, that was a bad signing and we should not be, you know, cautious. Oh man, we don't know. It was a bad signing. <laughs> it was a bad signing. It sucks. I hope he gets better, yeah. but say, being the third highest paid player for 19 and a third innings. Yeah. And you make the list and you weren't willing to pay Blake Snell $10 million or pay Charlie Morton $15 million. I mean, if you look at it and I did break down the numbers, if you want to look at what Chris Archer got paid per inning. Yeah. $342,000 per inning this year. $342,000. I want, I I really hope that some people that wrote the comments are watching this. $342,000. Is that, is that, do you think that's fair pricing for what Archer uh, gave the raise. Yeah. And can I put this into context a little bit more? So we know Garrett Cole is very, very handsomely paid. 
Oh, yeah. $36 million salary yes. this year. But he's thrown 169 innings. Look at that. That equates to about $213,000 per inning. Wow. Talk about bang for your buck in value. Isn't that what the Rays do and focus on? Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I don't think you can make it the worst, but people that are like, oh, come on, it's just six yeah. mil. You're not looking at the big picture here. You're not looking at the big picture. And, and I'm sorry. Th- thank you for breaking that down. Yeah. Thank you for breaking that down. You got, you basically, the Rays, in essence, paid somebody six and a half million dollars to be Anthony Bonda, to be Austin Pruitt. And, and, and again, uh, you know, Anthony Bonda, my goodness. Yeah. That I, was, oof, what look a at name. the numbers. What a name. They're basically comparable to what he did or did not provide. And, and again, it is a shame. I hope he gets better and all that. But, you, you, you know, we, yeah. we praise this front office a lot. And because they should, because they are the best. But just like, you know, anybody who, you know, Mike Trout also strikes out three times in a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Shohei Otani is going to let in some runs sometimes, and you got to talk about that, right? The front office. This is a this was a bad signing, especially when you look at it in in the context of not only see the third highest player, but who that you um, you know could have gotten yes. for that amount of money. Robbie, you know how much Robbie Ray got paid uh, yeah. this season, Kevin? Uh, eight mil, I think. Nine mil. Yeah, nine mil. Or you could have gone with Anthony DiScalfani. He got six mil. Got fewer dollars than chris archer and i get there's the rays tie-in and de scalfani probably wanted to stay in the national league robbie ray probably wanted to stay with the blue jays but i again if we're looking at it bang for the buck and let me say this too i i'm kind of wishy-washy on the injury is a bust thing like if you get in a car accident what can you do something traumatic happens but to give a guy six and a half million dollars after Having a crummy 2019, one of the worst starting pitchers yes. in 2019, 2018, he was kind of going downhill. There's probably a reason that the Rays were ready to ship him off. Uh, and then you have what is what baseball executives call a very scary and very controversial surgery procedure with the thoracic outlet syndrome. Yeah. The recovery rate and the success rate is not very high. Look no. at Nate Carnes. Look at Phil, Phil Hughes. Look at... Go to Google thoracic outlet syndrome and fan graphs and see the long list, the long ticker of guys who never, ever recovered from that. Plus, you incorporate the age and the wear and tear on Chris Archer. It was a bad move, a really, really bad move. So I can't sit here and say, okay, well, oh, he got injured, so it's not really on the race. No, you you, you look at the track record and that you still make that determination to give him six and a half mil. That, that's an F. That's an F, bro. Context matters. Again, you knew this coming in. This wasn't a, so everybody's like, oh, injuries are not. You knew the injury history. And mm-hmm. it's so, so present. It's right there. Now, again, if you, if you want to play devil's advocate, well, Colin McHugh came back and he's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Sure. But again, I have to point out to what you just said, that TOS is very difficult to come back from. So, yeah. again, not the worst free agent deal ever. But since 08, I want you to name five more. Yeah. And w- name five more <laughs> that that would make this list. 19 and a third for being the third highest paid player. If we're going to sit here and, and talk crap about Yoshi Sutsugo's deal, mm-hmm. and you're not going to talk about that for, for Chris Archer, that's a little bit of thing called uh, hypocrisy. Exactly. And 
one final thing on this, because I actually, just personally speaking, and you can probably guess by the tweet I put out, that I think this was a worse deal than Pat Burrell and Yoshi. Because Pat Burrell, for the la- before he signed with the Rays... Was a pretty reliable bat. The, yeah, his, his track record... Pat the bat. Yeah, it's not like he was coming off an injury or some surgery or a down year. Like... The last five, six years, I mean, really his entire career up to that point, and it's not like he was 38, 39 years old. He was still theoretically in his prime. It's like, okay, so we signed, we got Pat Burrell on this deal, and we can basically, we think we can pencil him in for 25 to 30 homers and an 850 to 900 OPS. Okay, we'll take that. Yoshi Satsuko, I admire the creativity on that one. You had a guy coming over from Japan in his prime. Me too. The Rays at the time needed a middle-of-the-order bat. You strike gold, okay, that, that's great. And plus, I'm sure there's some monetary tie-ins, getting the Japanese market involved yeah. and get some extra attention. So, but the archer, And he actually did produce for a little bit. And I, again, I, know, I don't want to make excuses for Yoshi. Yeah. He's doing well with Pittsburgh, which is great. But it, his timing was crap with the pandemic. Yeah. So I think the, the circumstances could have been different. It's not like they were signing... Yoshi, had, oh, he had a torn ACL the year before, but let's give him 15 mil. And again, don't don't even say the 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 dollar sign. Just say third highest player. Yeah, third highest player. It, you know, sometimes you're gonna win, sometimes you're gonna lose. I think it's okay to name the Archer signing an L. It yeah. was a loss. And I know some people have mentioned. Last thing on this, I know some people have mentioned. Manny Ramirez. Okay, but again, that's like a kind of a cool marketing thing. And, and the Rays give him two million dollars. Yeah. So. Six and a half to two, and basically, yeah. Don't don't I, name Man- Manny right <laughs> again. Manny wasn't the highest paid player, was it? Or maybe not even the no, top five. Not I would all. hope not. Maybe no. just two mil. Yeah. So you know? so again, I know it was twenty eleven, and and basically that that budget, that payroll that year was like thirty six mil. So <laughs> it was very very low. So maybe everybody got two uh, mil a piece. But uh, again, uh, yeah, context yeah. matters. So don't just say six mil, say third highest paid player. Right. Look at the innings produced. Look at the breakdown that Kevin said he got paid more per inning than Garrett Cole. Yeah. Six, uh, le- again, six and a half mil to the Rays is like 20, 25 mil to another team per year. It's like Barry Zito with the Giants. Let's look at it. Thank you. In context. Thank you. Yeah. Context. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, something I think we all can agree on, even the people that disagree on social media. And I know there's some love still out there for Chris Archer. I'm sure he'll sign a minor league deal with an invite to camp or, you know, pitch uh, overseas or something like that. But direct TV stream uh, today, we want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. And the best part of it all, there is no annual contract. We know Ulysses dislikes strongly annual contracts, so that's a feather in his cap there. No annual contract with Direct uh, TV Stream. So stop waiting and get your TV paired together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Well, Kevin, I don't like annual contracts, but I also like saving time and money. And mm-hmm. that's why you have to use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? 
That doesn't make sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that Kevin and I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Ulysses, we should theoretically have another pretty good pitching matchup tonight between the Rays and the Blue Jays. Alec Manoa, I still have nightmares from his last start. I think race hitters do too. (laughs) Yeah, certainly. What was it? Uh, Ten strikeouts in eight innings of work and maybe the nastiest slider in the American League East. Uh, Warning, PSA, he's going to throw that thing with two strikes, maybe even a a full count. He's going to throw that thing to the lefties and maybe the righties. So just beware uh, Rays players and Rays fans. So it's Manoa who has a 6-2 mark, 3-3-9 ERA, 102 strikeouts going up against Mr. Consistency, Drew Rasmussen, who is 3-1 with a 3 ERA and 68 strikeouts. Uh, On the whole, Ulysses, what are you looking to see from tonight? Well, uh, honestly, I'm going to be focusing on the pitching today. Let's see how they use that bullpen. Uh, Again, not going to fault them for doing the five and dive in September. Mm -hmm. I just always wonder every time that there's a five and dive with, with, with a good outing, with good pitch efficiency, is that the way that it's going to be in October? So that that'll be my 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 focus on and see if he's still efficient with his pitches, Drew. Um, if he's able to again provide provide the, the the stability that he really has created for himself. Uh, you know, it's going to be four or five innings of either shutout baseball or one run allowed. So that'll be really good. We saw an October audition happen yesterday, and it went pretty well. Drews has gone on pretty great and i think that now we all know that he's going to be a starter for october um so just just finish strong i guess that that'll be my 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 thing to focus in on it's just drew rasmussen i I would really appreciate it if he uh keeps it keeps this going does he go more than five innings tonight or right at five he's done he's getting the hook he could be at 38 pitches and they're still pulling the plug. Well, maybe not. I'm being maybe a little exaggerating there, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. Well, I, I I feel like, you know, that's how they've treated him. So I don't know if, if you're so off base with that. His highest pitch count has been 74. So at least you could have that as a high watermark. Mm-hmm. But I feel like five innings and if he's at 60 pitches, that'll be it for him. I don't I don't see them stretching him out for six innings. Uh, which, again, I wonder if that's the case in October, ALDS game one, ALDS game two, six inning. You know, does he t- touch the sixth inning if he's at 60 mm. pitches? That's that's going to, you know, that's going to worry me in October. That's not going to worry me right now for September outings. Um, so I would say no. I think he's going to be a five and dive kind of guy today. But then who do you have in the bullpen? Kevin? That's a good question. Who do you have in that bullpen? Because. If you if if you really I mean if you if we can just push him for six innings if he's doing well that would really help out the bullpen because you use Colin McHugh for two you use JT you use JP I love that you use D Rob um, yeah DR you use DR um, who do you have in that bullpen right now Fairbanks 
You have Fairbanks, Anderson, and Connolly, I believe. Whew. Um, that would be nice to get six then. That would be nice. Uh, you, you find a stretch there where you can use Conley effectively. Um, and, and then Anderson. Oh boy. I wonder if this is a one run game in later innings, who are you going as your seven, eight and nine guy? Do you use Anderson in the seventh and then maybe try to bring back JT for the eighth and then Fairbanks for the ninth? The I, Rays, we, we've talked about the Rays don't have identified roles that this is the closer yeah. so on and so forth but it would be nice to figure out who's who's the best guy and to be able to close things out maybe it's colin McHugh. yeah at the end of the day but again but you can't use him now you can't use him today yeah you can't use him today so again conley you got anderson uh and fairbanks those you know right now <laughs> is it fair to say that conley i i I kind of trust a little bit more on Conley right now. Um, so I would leave him last. Uh, Fairbanks and Anderson, I would probably give them the this, this seventh yeah. uh, and eighth. Uh, but again, it, it depends. I don't know if you can if you can if you can repeat JT today, I would leave JT last. Uh, you, you've turned me um, into a JT believer. I know my, maybe yeah. yesterday he looked a little bit shaky, so you know maybe wrong time to to get on your boat on the JT boat, but I will, nonetheless. Uh, I would give him the ninth if he can repeat uh, outings back to back. Um, but yeah, Anderson and Fairbanks. I need a little bit more from Fairbanks, and Anderson is just not the same 2019, 2020 guy. So yeah, uh, no high leverage situations for him. So you know what you were you were saying, asking what am I looking forward uh, to? And I said pitching. Well, you know, with this bullpen situation, give me three runs or more for a margin of error. And then it's yeah. okay to bring Anderson and Fairbanks whenever you want. We saw last night four runs, a four run lead can disappear quite quickly with, mm -hmm. with that lineup. So if you have that kind of margin of error, uh, that's always, um, you know, going to help you. But yeah, the bullpen situation tonight, Conley, Fairbanks, Anderson as the fresh arms does worry me. Yeah. And at some point the Rays may just have to say, all right, we need another bulk arm in the pin. So Ryan Yarbrough, you're that guy. Or Michael Waka, you're that guy. Or maybe they can call up somebody from AAA or whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, okay, uh, this wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Remember to tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the Locked on Bets and Locked on MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. <laughs>